Welcome to Attachment Theory in Action, a bi-weekly podcast presented by the Knowledge Center at Chaddock. Join our host, Jenna Kelly, as she dives into the world of attachment theory and trauma with field experts from across the nation. Hey there, my Attachment Theory in Action podcast listeners and viewers. I'm your host, Jenna Kelly, and I hope this interview finds you well wherever you are listening or watching today. And today I am going to be my own guest on my podcast. It's the end of the year, and I know for many of us that can be a time to invite a lot of reflection in on what have we learned What are we taking with us into the next year? And so I wanted to take this opportunity as a host and to bring you alongside of me. What have I learned from some of the amazing interviews that I've had as a new host to this podcast in the last six months? Just some cool takeaways. What have I learned about myself as well? So one of the questions that I've been starting with every guest is inviting them to please share an attachment memory that feels really important to them and to the work that they're doing. So I'd like to turn that question on myself and share one of my own attachment memories. So one that comes to mind is with my dad, probably no accident that my dad comes to mind as I've been reflecting a lot on my relationship with my dad, who unfortunately passed away this year. And he always modeled so much playfulness with me and my twin sister. And I don't know if he kind of intuitively just knew how important that was in attachment or if that was just who he was as a person, probably a little bit of both, because if you knew my dad, you knew he was always really playful. Um, But one of the things that he did could be playful slash traumatizing. Maybe that's another reason I'm in this field, right? We all have some trauma too. But he embodied this, this fictional character called the box monster. And to me and my twin sister, the box monster was as real as Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. And I remember many times of being little, like one comes to mind, maybe we were around five or six years old and we would get into these giant moving boxes and we would wait for the box monster to come. We couldn't see because we were in this box and then the box monster would come and, you know, he would shake the box all around and me and my sister would be screaming both uh, delight and fear and it obviously made a big lasting impression. And I think I chose this memory because the playfulness of my dad reminds me to be more playful in my work and in my role as podcast host, which I have often embraced with a lot of seriousness because, you know, I want to make it this amazing thing. And what I think I need to remember is that that playfulness is so important in anything that we're that we're doing. And that playfulness when it comes to attachment is also such a critical component of attachment. You know, both as children are going out to explore, they need that freedom to play and learn and explore. And it can also be more of that tenderness of coming back in to that safe haven when they need some some more closeness and proximity and maybe some co-regulation. So it's really important both for that secure base and safe haven pieces of attachment. So I'm really grateful that I got that from my dad. Of course, 
as I reflect on my relationship with him, it brings up a lot of other, you know, times it was a complicated relationship and he was a complicated person, but playfulness was something that was never, never lacking. And so I'm going to try to take that with me more into 2024. Now let's get into some of the interviews. They've all made a lasting impression on me. I'll start with our three most popular interviews, which in no way means that these are necessarily that one's better than the other. Some of the reason they may be the most popular is because they're some of our longer running episodes, ones that I recorded earlier in these six months. But the first one is Glenn Cooper and Deidre Quinlan from Circle of Security. And as the new host, I was like determined I wanted to get, you know, quote unquote, big, big name as Glenn Cooper, who is one of the founding fathers of Circle of Security. And then Deidre, who created the classroom approach to Circle of Security. Um, so I, you know, to me, I couldn't think of anything more fitting because Circle of Security has been such a huge part of my own professional development. And so interviewing them was really a dream come true. And one of the takeaways that I remember, you know, we were talking about all of this Con, really cool content and how do you apply circle of security to your work and to the classroom approach. But I remember, and you know, I don't even know for sure this might've even been before we hit record, but Glenn Cooper is retired now, but he's still out there doing volunteer work with people in the community because it just goes to show that you can have written books and, and have a big presence. But what really in Circle Security talks about filling your cup up, what really fills his cup up, even though he's now retired and slowing down, all comes back to doing the work. And now he's back in his community, kind of boots on the ground, doing work with local Head Start program, I believe it was, and just feeling what it's like sometimes I think to take a step back from all of the busyness that I know many of us feel as professionals and with all the other roles that we have and just doing the work. So it was really inspiring because I have a feeling that for me and for many of us, when we when we do get to that retirement place, that I'm going to need a way to still stay connected to the work, but to do that on my terms. And hopefully that will mean slowing down. So thank you, Glenn and Deidre, for that very meaningful interview. Um, one of our other most popular interviews was when I got to interview Sheila Frick, who is an occupational therapist and author and trainer. And we talked about sensory integration. And one of my big takeaways from her is, and this is why I wanted her on the show to begin with, is because she talks about the vestibular system as kind of our internal GPS. And it just makes everything for me anyway. I hope if you haven't listened to any of these yet, I invite you to go back and, and listen um, because she makes sensory integration more understandable. And she talks about that, of course, from her own 
perspective of being a child who had some diversity with her sensory processing, made her more sensitive at times, and the ways that she learned to manage that. And now she's doing that work professionally. And and Sheila was and is just so passionate about the work that she's doing. The next most popular interview was Karen Andor on childhood dissociation. And this was an interview in all transparency that she was such a good sport. She recorded the interview twice with me because I felt like the first time, no reflection on her, she was amazing both times, but that the first time I wasn't quote unquote good enough. And she was so gracious that she came back and recorded a second time with me. And you know what I realized? That we can always be find things to be critical about. Because of course, on the second one, I found things that I was critical about. Nobody cared. <laughs> and the interview was, like I said, one of our most popular interviews. And it's a good reminder for me that, you know, it's not about me. Yes, I'm the host. And I, and I'm there to help facilitate the conversations and the questions, but it's really not about me. So I got in my own way with that one. So thank you, Karin, for being a great sport. And what else is really cool is now we're bringing her back to offer you all a free webinar on childhood association. So that's going to be coming on February 8th. You'll get information on how to register. And I think the topic of childhood association and really like understanding it and understanding what to do with it and how it intersects with attachment is such a needed area that does not get enough attention in our field. And so I, it's no surprise that her interview was one of our most popular interviews and that we want to bring her back because there's so much we can keep learning. And of course, we're not going to do all that in an hour. So we're hoping that there'll be some opportunity to go deeper into learning with her um, in other formats, but wanted to at least get her back and do another hour with us. So I hope you'll register for that. And one of my takeaways from her is almost what I just shared there, which is just how complicated childhood dissociation can be and the way that that shows up. And that also having some tools to really meet that with, again, it comes to that playfulness can be really effective and important. So she's created these dolls that do require some more training to really understand how they represent the different parts, but that when we incorporate play and that there's ways to kind of meet those states and those parts where they are and work through it. So she was very inspiring and like I said, can't wait to do more learning with her. Another memorable interview was Nat Wickeseth on social justice, parenting, and attachment. The takeaway from her among so many is that we can, attachment does not have to be separate from what we're trying to do in social justice. And especially for communities that have been intentionally marginalized and oppressed that even though there are real threats in those communities, that there's ways to still utilize principles from social justice 
to bring that into the attachment and parenting relationship so that it becomes more of a sense of empowerment and sense of this is, you know, I can bond with you through social justice instead of it being this separate thing. It's very much part of the parenting relationship. So I love that about her. Um, and I hope that you get a chance to listen to that interview as well, if you haven't yet. Another memorable interview was when I interviewed Cirrus Raquel Rebus Berdejo on neurodivergence and attachment. I talk to people all the time about this interview. As soon as I'm working with anybody or talking with anybody who has a child with neurodiversity, maybe on the autism spectrum scale, I'm like go listen to this interview because she is so inspiring in the way she helps and challenges us, challenges us all to really think about neurodivergence as something to really celebrate and honor and her inspiration and, and the way she talks about this, it's, it's contagious. So check her out if you haven't already. Another interview that I did was with Dr. Jennifer Molan, who is the author of the new book, Decolonizing Therapy. So I don't even know if I shared this with you, Dr. Jen, but I was so nervous for this interview. Again, sometimes we just get I get in my own head, I get in my own way, because I was so honored and excited to have her on. And this is a topic that I really want to do justice for. And so I really prepared deeply, as deeply as I could for this interview. And it kind of shook my world a little bit when I was reading her book, as it should, especially for me as a white person. Um, and I realized when I started doing that interview with her, something that I'm reminded of in all of these interviews is that people bring themselves to their work, to their books. And she brought her whole self, which was so down to earth and so easy to connect with. And once the interview actually started, all my nerves went away and I was just captivated by her stories and what she brings to this field. So I really invite you to check out that interview if you haven't already to buy her book. It's pretty life-changing. The Knowledge Center at Chaddock is a tremendous resource for therapists, educators, business and organizational leaders, and anyone curious about trauma-informed care. At tkcchaddock.org, you'll find information about registering for our professional development courses like the Developmental Trauma and Attachment Institute, Adult Attachment Interview Workshops, or the Nonprofit Leadership Academy. You'll also find a library of Chaddock publications in the TKC store, including the entire Michael Trout book and video collection. Visit tkcchaddock.org for videos, articles, workshops, and podcasts in the arena of attachment and trauma-informed care. Another really memorable guest that I had was one of my most recent guests, Dr. Katie Hyden-Roots, who talked about LGBTQ plus and attachment. And it was a very timely interview because she wrote this really cool article on really parenting our own inner child when it comes to 
holiday and social and family gatherings when you're raising a child who is maybe trans or queer identified and you are trying to do all these great things and then you go to a family gathering and how much that can bring up and destabilize all of the work that we've been doing because it reminds us that we all still have this inner child and these attachment wounds that can come up in vulnerable moments and it may not always be parenting uh, a child with who who may be sexually or gender gender diverse it's a good reminder that it can come up anytime but i think especially when you're you know parenting and and caregiving from with children who are even more vulnerable because of their identities that we have to as parents and caregivers and professionals really do some of that inner child work in healing and that it's it's never just a one and done it's it, we're always on a journey with that another guest my most recent guest was Eli Harwood who is the author of the new book securely attached and has a huge social media presence with her tag name, which is Attachment Nerd. I was also really nervous about interviewing her. And I, again, that quickly went away when I sat down with her, because then we could literally nerd out together. And we talk about all things attachment. And it's a reminder of how fun attachment can be, because I think that's that's the playfulness I started off talking about with my dad today is that the reason I think her work and social media presence has taken off is because she brings a lot of playfulness into her messaging around attachment. So even though there's a lot of seriousness that goes on with attachment and looking at our own stuff, that we can still have fun with it. So thank you, Eli, for reminding me and our listeners and viewers to that. And thank you from the bottom of my heart to all of the guests that I've had on so far. It has truly, and just because I didn't mention every single interview doesn't mean that you didn't still impact me and our attachment and action um, podcast community, because it doesn't matter if if the guest was a huge name with a lot of notoriety or someone that, again, maybe you haven't heard as much of, I have truly learned so much when I'm in these interviews. So one of the things that I want to bring into 2024 is more playfulness, like I said, and remembering that these interviews do not have to be perfect, just like attachment it's not perfect. And that bringing my imperfect self is really what's needed. In fact, when I was interviewing Eli, we stopped recording and we're talking about just reflecting on the conversation. And I said, you know, I think I said, you know, too much, <laughs> just like I just did right there. I said, that's something I have to work on as a podcast host is I always say, you know, and she's like, well, I always say like, 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 <laughs> and, and she's like, and you know, speaking up, <laughs> do you really need to work on that? And I was like, that's a really good question. That's a good point. Do I need to work on that? Says who? Uh, I think that critical part of me that again, wants to get things right 
versus really just being the authentic me. And if I say, you know, too much, that's just part of me. So I'm going to try to show up in 2024 with less expectations on myself and continue to bring some amazing guests and continue to learn together. So I can't wait. Um, I wanted to end us with a quote from Maya Angelou, who I've brought into some of the other interviews too, because her writing is always so profound. And she said, I've learned that you can tell a lot about a person by the way they handle three things, a rainy day, lost luggage, and tangled Christmas lights. And she's got so many, you know, quotes and profound writings that what, what drew me to this one in this moment? And I think what it is, is that all three of those things invite opportunity for our attachment styles to really come out and both with ourselves, like what's our internal working model and our relationship to ourselves, And can we bring more compassion and love to all three of these situations for ourselves and for others? And there may be times with all three of those that we need to ask for help. Again, depending on our attachment style, that might not come as easy. Um, so a rainy day, lost luggage, tangled Christmas lights. I'm probably not going to handle all three of those beautifully. You know, I could potentially have a moment, especially with lost luggage, which is why I never check a bag anymore if I don't have to. But, you know, I could have a moment where I'm talking to that gate agent and I wouldn't want anybody to see what I just said or did. But I, it also, anytime we have those moments, invites us in to re-regulate, to re-ground, and to relearn, and to look at our own attachment systems, and when do we need some co-regulation and some help, and when can we call upon our own inner resources, and recognizing what capacity did we even start at when we approached all three of these things, because at any given time or moment, depending on on you know, which of these I'm dealing with, or any of us are dealing with, it's really going to depend on, you know, where we are in our nervous system. What has our cup been filled today as circle of security reminds us. Um, so, so that's the quote I want to end us on. And I invite you all as you come into 2024 and reflect on 2023 to invite in as much self-compassion and grace as you possibly can and I look forward to continuing to learn together in 2024. If you have any good guest ideas, if you have any good feedback about previous interviews, I'm really open to hearing that feedback. In fact, one of my guests became a guest because she emailed me with some feedback about an episode. So feel free to do that. And I will see you next year. Take care. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a review and share with your friends and coworkers. You can also connect and chat with other listeners through our Facebook group. On behalf of all of us here at the Knowledge Center, thanks for tuning in.